I'm Don Kennedy, your host of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. I'm an attorney, author, mentor, and CEO of a growing coffee company. Thanks for joining me on the show that looks at all aspects of business from the mindset to the sales to the money left over at the end of the month with tips and strategies to help you navigate this amazing ride called entrepreneurship. Thanks for making us part of your journey. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Profit Accelerator podcast. And we are going to be talking about some money today. And right now in kind of our current environment, we've been seeing some shifts in how people are relating to their money. And we've also been seeing some questions and things that are arising about whether or not you should either be worried about your money, which I don't think you should, or if you should be treating your money maybe a little different way, which I don't know could be for you. But I brought Allison on, who has an incredible journey. And one of the reasons I brought her on is she's made a, a tremendous transformation over a very short period of time from not really wanting to look at her numbers to just completely turning that around and being so empowered by her numbers. So Allison, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Can you tell everyone who you are and who you serve? Yeah. Uh, My name is Allison Reeves and I'm a business and mindset coach. And I've done a lot of things. I've been marketing online since 2011, coaching since 2017. And I'm currently really focused on helping creators go from a full-time income to 20 key months and beyond by combining like really traditional business coaching with somatics and mindset work. I love that. So why don't you tell everybody kind of the start of your journey and how things were going before you really started digging into your numbers? Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh gosh. So when when I first chatted with you, it was in the the tail end of what was a very stressful year. Um, I've made as much as high as a sixty thousand dollar month in my business, so I was used to seeing relatively big numbers for what what is a small business. But I never I never was tracking things really closely. I just instead of tracking numbers or looking at my budget, I just tried to make more money, and um, that worked until it didn't. I think probably other people listening might relate to the coaching industry in the way that there are parts of the coaching industry online that really sell. It, it almost feels like prosperity gospel where the more money you invest, the more money you make. And it, it doesn't, you know, there are strategies involved and there are mindset involved, but a lot of, a, a lot of the teaching out there is invest more to make more. And the first time I really heard that message was in 2019. And I did get a lot of really positive mindset transformation from this program I'm referring to. And there was also a very strong push for invest more to make more. Um, so I kind of got stuck in that loop. And the problem was it kind of worked until it didn't. I'd spend a lot of money on a mastermind. It would put a ton of pressure on me. I would ROI and then some. And then in uh, and then one year, I invested in a mastermind. It was about $40,000. I did not ROI. And that was the start of me going from not having any debt besides real estate to having a lot of debt because I did that a couple of times thinking that the next one would pan out. And so I I started looking at my numbers out of um, really being faced with the reality of, and you know, I don't, I'll say one more thing, which is like part of going into debt kind of rapidly was that my nervous system became totally dysregulated. And then I kind of went into a depression. It was really, it was really hard to sell in my business. And so it just kind of was like all these things came crashing in that made me had have to look at my relationship with money in a very practical way and also addressing my nervous system. 
You know, this is so important. And I'm really glad that you brought up the nervous system part too, because when we are running businesses and just looking at maybe revenue coming in and never really looking at expenses or margin, um, I think it's very stressful. I mean, there's a lot of maybe sleepless nights involved, an unexpected bill comes in or an annual renewal comes in. And all of a sudden it can throw you off. And in that situation, I mean, how were you able to think through when you were feeling dysregulated or when you were having some depressive issues and basically they were caused by the money or was the money just exacerbating them? Yeah, I think it was always a root issue because even even in the months where I made a lot of money and I was I was financially quote unquote safe. I still was always stressed about money. And so I almost think it kind of started with the anxiety and the stress and I almost manifested what was like a worst case scenario. Um, I, The last mastermind I invested in, I would not say that ROI, but it did help me discover somatic healing work, which is basically mindset work that ties to your nervous system. And so doing that work, even disconnected from making money, like I, I started a certification where I was just learning to be a somatic healer. Doing that work is what helped me settle down. And then I could see the more practical side of what I was going through. I was kind of forced to start doing things differently in my business because of the financial situation. But you know, when people tell me they're super stressed about money, I you always have to, and you know this so well, this is what you help me with so much, is you have to address both. So people say, I have a money mindset issue. Okay, well, it might be a money mindset issue, but are you actually making enough money to cover your expenses? <laughs> because it might be a very practical issue where you have to address the practical safety before being able to feel safe in your nervous system. So I think for me, I just kind of lucked into somatic work and then saw the connection. Um, hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, it really does. And I like how you kind of separated the two, but you brought them together because I know there are a lot of money mindset courses and things. And in a lot of business books, they talk about getting your mindset right, having a CEO mindset, having these great mindsets. But at the end of the day, I think you're right. Sometimes the practical is overlooked because we do get into the cycle of, well, I can just go make more sales. Oh, okay. Um, And then nothing bad's happened yet. Is, right. is that relatable? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And that, that was the problem was like the, that worked until it didn't. And the, you know, this year in January, I think I paid about $9,000 of credit card debt in just that month. And that was my expectation of what would always happen. But then when it, you know, I always just thought I'll have so much overflow. Um, one of the biggest lessons I learned, I think I might be jumping ahead a little bit, but I think it's relevant to mention here is like, I think a lot of people set, I think I set really lofty goals, really kind of arbitrarily. And I didn't really have a true understanding of what my need was. I was just setting really big goals. And then I was investing as if I would make that goal. And I think there's something really, you know, there, there's times where I've taught that, like you want to make big goals and you want to invest in your business, but not if it puts you at a point where you're past your quote unquote window of tolerance and where you're past a point of safety. So you have to know it's okay to have big goals and it's okay to invest big, but you have to, I did not know what my basic needs were. And I didn't really know what it would look like. I thought I knew what it would look like, but I didn't really know what worst case scenario looked like. And, you know, I got into debt. The the truth is I'm totally fine, but there, um, I think knowing what my needs were and focusing on that instead of focusing on big goals and investing as if I would make those goals. I think that's where I went wrong and where a lot of people go wrong in entrepreneurship. 
Right. Yeah, that's so important. So let's swing back to when you really felt like you were forced to look at your numbers um, in a in a very raw way where it was like numbers might even have felt kind of like the enemy when you were opening that up. And you were telling me that you had a, a discussion with an accountant. So it's not like you didn't have people who were looking at the numbers with you before, but tell me about that story because I do know that it didn't feel like you were present in that conversation with your accountant. Yeah. I mean, when I was meeting with my accountant who, you know, they, um, they run my numbers every month and send me my expenses and income. And I just kind of, the, the worse things got, the less I paid attention to them for a time because I simply like couldn't handle it. And I didn't really know what the fix was. Um, I'm trying to remember what the turning point was specifically that like I knew I needed to reduce expenses and I had kind of started working on that, but I still, you know, my husband and I also tend to not look at our finances super carefully. Um, and that was what made me want to reach out and actually get help budgeting. And then I got so much support in our first meeting. Like I really reached out to you to help us budget as a quote unquote family, we don't have any kids, but, and what I got out of that was a really, really soft and deep understanding of what I needed to change in my business finances. Um, I just kind of came to you thinking that everything was like (laughs) terrible and crashing down. And you were like, you are doing so much better than you think you are. Cause in my mind, all I could see was the debt instead of just looking at what's my recurring income right now? And what's the gap? So instead of saying, I need to make X amount giant number right now, it was like, no, I just need to make this much smaller amount every single month to stop the bleeding. Mm. So that's interesting. The The discussion about what was already kind of in the pipeline in the queue versus really what you had been setting yourself I guess, as these goals, that big difference, because if I remember correctly, it was a pretty big difference, was enough to get you to like, come on board and, and do your numbers and look and see, um, you know, that you really were doing very well, actually. Yeah, yeah. Instead of like, in my mind, I was like, I have to make, you know, 50 to $60,000 as soon as possible. And then I met with you and you were like, you have to make an extra $2,000 a month. And I was like, oh, and then that that helps like that helped regulate my nervous system because then like 40 50 60,000 dollars that sounds like a big number and i I've, I've only made that much much in one month like once in my life ever but then saying all you have to do is make an extra 2000 dollars and you're you're break even consistently that was so empowering and i think from that place i could start looking at overflow again That's awesome. Yeah. Getting that breakthrough number, that first number, understanding that break-even point, I think is something that every single business needs to review at least every 90 days because costs do change. They go up and down. You need new services. You get rid of old services, you know, those kinds of things. But once you got that number and you knew, then you just started moving back to well, let's talk about this. So did you go back to setting these goals, but yet kind of have this perception that if I only make X, it's okay? Or did you switch how you were looking at your monthly goals? I think both. Uh, and I also, I didn't just switch how I was looking at my monthly goals, but I switched at how I was deciding what to sell and when to sell it. 
Um, I think that conversation and in hindsight, I think that conversation is one of a few things that happened that helped me like value money more, which is the irony of the whole thing was I was making so much money, but not really valuing it. And so I would spend, you know, a few thousand dollars here and a few thousand dollars there. And part of my journey last year was not just this practical side of money, but also like learning how to feel better and even learning how to to manifest. But And part of that journey was I started, I went through this phase and it still happens to me all the time where I find a change on the ground and like, I'll find a dime and I'll find a nickel. But then I remember this one day and it was like, I started to feel things changing and picking up and feeling better. And I was on my bicycle and I found a mountain of nickels and quarters and dimes just in the middle of the street. And it felt like kind of a funny joke from the universe, but it was like, it it was like, this is how much I value money now. It doesn't have to be a thousand dollars. It can be a penny or a nickel or a dime. And so in the past, I'd always been really resistant to selling, you know, lower cost offers. And I would only sell high ticket, which I think is fine for a business model, but it felt really fun for me to say, okay, instead of trying to get one high ticket client to cover that $2,000, why don't I launch like a few lower cost offers that can add up to that much. I can get more people buying who maybe haven't bought before. So um, that was one thing that changed was I just started becoming a little bit more playful playful in my business, knowing that the gap wasn't what I thought it was. And then my goals did change. Um, I don't know if you're into human design, but I'm a general manifester, which means I don't... um, I can get stressed out by super specific goals. And so what I know every month now is what my need is. And then I try to aim for like two to $5,000 over that. So like, I'd love to have at least two to $5,000 of overflow every month. Um, but I know that my quote unquote worst case scenario is that break even. And since we've had that discussion, I've consistently been over the break even every single month. So I don't know if that answers your question, but my, my approach to goals has changed a lot. No, I think that's amazing. And for everybody listening, do you have this kind of awareness of even the dimes on the ground that I have a collection of money that I've picked up off the street? <laughs> we we have a jar because we are that um, aware and we do see those things as, you know, just extra little blessings. But that does answer the question because now you're no longer sitting there giving yourself a um, you know, this, this number that you have to kind of hit or miss to make or break it. But it sounds like it's given you the freedom to play with your offers and to tweak and give yourself permission to serve at a different level with people who maybe couldn't afford your higher ticket. So yeah. um, my next question really has to do with moving forward. What are your I guess, changes that you're going to have because you are clearing the debt so quickly. You know, once you get through that, then what is changing as far as that goes? Since that was kind of the reason for the changes, once that's gone, what next? I mean, doing doing all the things I've, I've wanted for a long time, like saving more for retirement. Um, I love to travel with my husband more. And I think, you know, I don't know what else. I I love where we live and I love our house. I just, I really want to travel more and I really want to have a crap ton more money in retirement. Um, I've loved how this has changed my view of my business. It's helped me realize really what I want in my business. When I, I kind of got sucked into this dream of like, I want a hundred thousand dollar months. And 
I don't know if I'll ever get back to having that be the goal. And maybe I will, but I like having a small business. And I've realized um, knowing kind of what my needs and my expenses are, a freedom number, like a freedom number for me is a lot less than $100,000. Like a freedom number, meaning I have, <laughs> what's it called? I'm reading this book now where he's talking about, um, he calls it FU money. It's like yeah. my FU money where like, if I want to quit my job for six months, I can. Um and like, you know, $20,000 a month, $30,000 a month, that is like a lot of extra money when you're not spending 10 or 20,000 a month on a mastermind, which a lot of people do, which is, oh my gosh, crazy. Right. And you know, that there, um, there has been a lot kind of rallying or roiling around in inside the coaching industry over the last few months. And there have been some, some changes and things there, but you know, let me ask you still though about strategic investment in your business and with your business. I mean, I still have mentors and coaches um, because I think that they're important and I'm getting ready to hire like a franchise consultant and things. Um, but they're something that I plan for, I budget for, and, and I look at for very specific moves, kind of like chess moves, you know, it's like, if I want to do this, I'm going to pick this person. Um, what are your thoughts on changes that you've made that way? And are you still going to hire and do those types of things at different levels? Totally. Yeah. I mean, right now I've got you as a finance coach, I'm working with, um, kind of a, a spiritual slash life coach and, um, and then I have a somatic coach. Like I, I usually have some kind of somatic coach, which is more like therapy in that it's a lower cost and kind of ongoing. And I just invested in a year-long program that has a super reasonable monthly cost. It's $250 a month for a year. And it's helping me with a very specific issue, which is how to scale, how to tie a low-cost offer to a high-ticket offer in an evergreen way. So like I have a low cost offer and I have a high ticket offer and they're not talking to each other that well right now. <laughs> so just figuring out, like you said, it's like a very specific thing I want to learn. Um, I think for me personally, I've invested in so many business coaches. I've been marketing online for so long. I think it would take a very specific motivation to join a, a business coaching mastermind again, unless it was for a very specific purpose. Um, but I definitely, I I think what you said kind of, is the same way that I'm looking at it now, which is I'm looking to solve either a very specific problem or I'm looking to be involved in a very specific community. And this investment that I just made, which is the first new investment I've made in months in my for business coaching, um, that hit both of those things for me. I was looking for a very specific community and I was looking for to solve one very specific problem. I love this. So thank you so much for having this conversation. For everybody listening, I really hope that, you know, if you resonate with Allison's story and the journey that she's been on, um, it's okay to have some reservations about looking at your numbers. But at some point, you know, you're going to need to. Now, Allison, can you tell everyone how they can find you and some of your somatic practices and calming your nervous system? Um, around, you know, being able to face maybe some money struggles. Yeah. Uh, it's my website is alicerames.co. You can find everything there. I do free monthly workshops that are all kind of focused around business and mindset. Um, and then I also have a low cost um, membership, which I feel like is a great option if you're just looking to get a little bit of clarity in your business and a lot of mindset work and tools. The first time, I just want to add one more thing, which is the first time I met with you, it was so stressful. I just, I remember actually being like angry because it was just, I just, 
was so uptight in that meeting. And I just want to say to everyone who's afraid to look at their numbers that that doesn't last. (laughs) It's like really stressful and really frustrating when you don't know what's going on and you don't understand what someone is saying, and then it gets better. And I will say it's been so healing for me to just have a better handle on my money. I feel like I'm kind of like falling in love with money again, and I trust it and respect it a lot more. Um, But I just want to leave that one encouragement. And then again, allisonraves.co for all the free and other resources that I have. Awesome. Thank you. We're going to put all that down inside the show notes so you can reach out and find Allison anytime, whether it's the day that we launch or years from now. And uh, thank you, Allison. I I appreciate you coming on and being vulnerable and talking about your journey because, you know, I remember when we met, you really weren't in a very comfortable place. And um, it's amazing to see that now you're helping other people really regulate and look and do these things so that you are going to help so many more business owners move forward. Yeah, totally. All right. I'll talk to y'all next time on the next episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. Take care. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. If you want some more information about me or free resources, please visit my updated website, donkkennedy.com. Follow me on social at Don K. Kennedy XO on Instagram and on Facebook at Don K. Kennedy Mentor. I'll see you next time.